0: hey guys welcome to another episode of genuine chit chat this week i'm chatting with the singer songwriter connor churland now connor's got a new ep out and it's called the choices of john still so he reached out to me asked if i'd be interested in chatting to him on the podcast i looked up his music thought it was pretty great so i was like you know yeah i'd be happy to have a chat with him and here we are So in this chat, we obviously talk about his new release and what it was like making the EP, as well as the collaborations he's done with the band The Rare Occasions. Um, We also talk about some of his songwriting process, like he does 40 songs a year just to make a sort of six-track EP. Um, We talk about his touring, some of his dream collaborations, um, including like Mike Shinoda and Hosier, things like that, like who he'd ideally love to um, do some collaborations with in the future. Um, We also talk about just other passions of his, as well as sort of some of the songwriting and live performance process, as well as the music music scene and how spotify kind of falls into it also it's a very good podcast for musicians and music lovers in general you know we also talk about the finances of sort of being a musician and all the touring costs and that sort of thing as well so you know, it's a really great chat for anyone who's just into music is interested in connor and more the depth of his music or just you know if you're a musician and you're thinking about releasing some more music what to do this can be a little stepping stone for you a little guide just before we get started there's a promo coming up for the pop culture nickel podcast so be sure to check those guys out after this and i'll be back at the end to talk about more information about upcoming episodes and a few other things don't forget to follow us on all the usual social media places and yeah i'll talk to you guys at the end
1: have you ever thought of the biggest celebrity monkeys or how about the best tv resurrections If so, join me, Mark Rushlow, on... And his lovely
0: wife, Jeanette. On Pop Culture Nickel, where we share random pop culture top
1: five lists. Stay fresh at popculturenickel.podbean.com and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Pop-Tart Nation awaits. Just couldn't let me get the last word in, could you? Nope.
0: Welcome to Genuine Chit Chat, where we have honest conversations with interesting people. And I'm your host, Mike Burton. I'm joined today by uh, Connor Churland. Um, funny story, Connor messaged me on um, Instagram and asked me if to do a podcast, so here we are, we've arranged it. Um, <laughs> so Connor, where are you from then?
1: I'm from Santa Barbara, California.
0: Yeah, and um, you know, one of the reasons you uh, reached out to me is because um, you were at the time releasing uh, new music and you've, is it an EP you've just released? The six track?
1: Yes. Yes. This last Friday I had my album release show here in Santa Barbara.
0: Oh, wonderful. How did that go?
1: It was awesome. It was definitely the most successful show I had ever put on. I arranged the venue. I uh, got the drinks, got the, got the beer, got the bands. Um, we ended up recording it, the whole thing. We have it on audio. We have it on video. Um, so the whole thing is going to be available for everybody to see, which was really cool. And uh, it was a lot to arrange, but it was totally worth it.
0: Yeah. That's awesome, man. Well, like, um, so regarding your, um, EP, I want to get into it because, um, you know, I have, uh, been listening to it the last few days and I think it's, it's really good. Um, I wanted to say that, um, on a couple of the songs, like, um, when you, when you said we, obviously, I, I assume, are you the primary sort of songwriter or do you do all the instruments or what's the sort of music making process?
1: Yeah. So I'm the main songwriter for all these songs that are on the EP and, um, the when i'm saying we i'm saying me plus the rare occasions they were really pivotal in helping bring this album to life they're they're a very good indie rock band within mm-hmm. their own rank so um, I brought them in to kind of help me fill out the the full band experience because I know how to do my part, but they know how to do their parts really well. So they could really fill in with a lot of finesse and make sure that there's enough enough space in the song without it being overcrowded. Yeah,
0: man, that's a, that's a really good idea. It's like um, I've seen a, a couple of artists like I've got quite a few friends who are either in bands who who or who like uh, artistic or have musical interests and things and um, one of them does uh, quite a lot of acoustic music but he likes to often play live like a full band and it really mm-hmm. does change sort of the way it can feel like one individual person can often be great live but when you want like the full band you've got everyone kind of focusing on their one thing and it all kind right. of culminates together and makes for this big brilliant sound so i totally right. get that um how long like you, you released an album before this uh called telltales Tale um mm-hmm. i couldn't see much mu- more music than that on uh on spotify did you mm-hmm. h- how much have you been how long have you've been releasing music really and how long have you been performing music i guess
1: my first release was in 2014 it was a ep called wanting man just six songs and it was the response to, uh, it was me picking my favorite six songs out of the first 40 I had written. Hmm. It was just kind of a big experiment to see, can I write songs? If so, let's put it out on an album and see if other people like them as well. Yeah, man. So, no, totally. Yeah, so that, that went well. And then I did the same thing in 2000, uh Sorry, no that first album came out in 2016. Yeah. Um and then in 2017 I came out with Tall Tales and that was uh this the result of the second 40 batch of songs that I made. And wow. um yeah, and then this album is it is another 40 songs later, but it's it's more packaged in a cohesive unit. Yeah. So that it's, it's it's less an experiment of can I write songs and it's more an expression of one particular story arc that I wanted to hash out and that's that's what the title track is really setting up and um, the the process of like when I began writing music started in like 2014 okay um, that's that's when I started to challenge myself to write 40 songs in six months um, I'd always wanted to write songs and it seems like there's no easy way to dip your toe in the pool so I figured to just jump in
0: that's a really, really good way of doing it. Like, um, it's very interesting, yeah, because it's like, when you songwrite, I've heard from a lot of uh, my friends, because I personally, I I don't play any instruments or write any music because I'm not uh, Mm. talented. But um, (laughs) a a lot of my friends, they... um, you know, a couple of them are musicians in different uh, variety of bands, some are drummers, guitarists, singers, all kinds of things. And um, one of the things they've said is, you know, they, as a band, one of my friends specifically called Callum, who's been on the podcast actually, um, they were a band for a while and they released an EP or two. And then they were kind of like they didn't like it as much and they they started they rebranded they changed the band name and then released more music and the difference mm-hmm. just even though it's obviously it's been a couple of years anyway but the difference between the songs they're writing now compared to a, like a few months ago or a few years ago even is that the quality and the the strength of it is all different they've kind of really found their niche so i can imagine mm-hmm. you writing 40 in such a short space of time must have been like training for a marathon almost like that sort of just mm-hmm. Get hit the ground running and just go for it you know write loads of stuff some of it may not be as sort of uh, top quality as other parts of it but that's all part right. of the sort of writing journey and you can only right. write brilliant things if you write things and you're like you know what i like that but i don't like that part of it and you can you can really mm. delve deep into what, what sort of uh, how you write so yeah. what kind of triggered you it was there anything specifically that made you like a few years ago specifically start songwriting or what, what was sort of the catalyst
1: yeah, I, well, I always wanted to do it since I was a little kid, and I started journaling when I was 17, and I was reading through my journals, and I don't know why I was so hard on myself, but at 17, I would, like, write these journal entries, it'd be like, day seven of writing in my journal, still having written a song, huh, I don't know when I'll ever do it. Yeah. And I was like, I, I don't even know if that, that wasn't even a goal, like, I didn't <laughs> I didn't even have that as a goal, necessarily. Yeah. Um, so in in 2014 i kind of got out of two relationships at the same time like one after another not Mm. like at the same time (laughs) and and it was a it was a good wake-up call to me that i was continuing to date people due to this weird sense of lack inside my body Mm. so i decided to take a break from that and really decide to focus on something different and if i was If I was going to focus my energies on something different, might as well be something I always wanted to do as a little kid. So uh, that's when I really picked up the pen.
0: That's a good shout. I mean, you know, not only is it probably quite a good uh, writing inspiration uh, for that way, but it's also good in a lot of ways, not just in relationships, but other aspects of life to sometimes, you know, think, okay, I need to take a breather, take a step back, kind of look introspectively, but then also just kind of, you know, focus, and then get back into it when I'm ready. You know, a lot of people mm-hmm. in not just not just relationships, but a lot of aspects of their lives, they will just jump into something and then like burn themselves out, and then jump out and go straight into something else. It's like yeah. sometimes like. Uh, change can be one of the best things for the mind. And whether that's even just changing your routine or changing your creative output or things like that, it can, it can really help. It's almost like therapy, you know I mean? Therapy yeah. is just talking to someone about your feelings. Well, you know, producing <laughs> music, it's almost more raw than that. It's, it's putting your feelings and converting it into a format. Other people can sort of take in. So right. that's a really, really uh, cool thing to have done. Um, so when it comes to the writing of music and things, um, in instruments have you have you played instruments all your life or did you kind of learn to do the songwriting what was your sort of or was it all on on um sort of a program what's the sort of what was that about
1: yeah i got my first guitar at age 10 Nice. I was really into Eminem and so for some reason, like Eminem and Linkin Park. And so I was like, so I should have a, I should have a guitar.
0: (laughs) That's a good shout uh,
1: To be fair, they are fantastic bands and Eminem, uh, Linkin Park a little bit later
0: for me, but Eminem was definitely one of my
1: top when I was that age as well. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I decided to start with an acoustic guitar, but it's also one of the cheapest things to start off with. Definitely. If you want to get into music. So, um, I learned pretty much the four chords, And then after that stopped for years and years until the end of high school. Mm -hmm. And that's when I realized that it was cool to know how to play the guitar. (laughs) And then I started pulling that out. And I sung all the time. That was like one of the things I would do in high school is I would go into another teacher's room with uh, my little ukulele. And I would say like, oh, this person has a singing gram. I'm here to deliver it. And then I would just start singing to this person, (laughs) even though like there was no singing gram. It was just like fun for me to pull pranks like that. That's awesome. And then, um, yeah. And then in in college, I really had to, I was a part of this Christian group on the Santa Barbara campus. Mm -hmm. And they, their leader, um, their band leader kind of stepped down suddenly. And I was the only other guy that could halfway sing and halfway play guitar so they kind of threw me in the mix and was like all right time to time to learn to swim nice nice well um so
0: with your um as we spoke about a little bit earlier um i know your time is limited so i'm going to kind of fire through some of these questions um with uh with the um ep specifically um there's a song i liked especially um which is if i just get that letters from emily um i think that was my personal favorite i think the Great. the harmonizing that you and the the female singer in that song uh mm-hmm. it, it really goes well together and i was gonna say with have you what's the sort of collaboration wise like i know you mentioned uh, about sort of band uh which um i've forgotten the name of i do apologize um, yeah, not a problem yeah the rare occasions there you go and um yeah obviously you did a lot of collaborating with them what if you could have like a few big artists collaborate with you say let's say three who would be like your dream collaborations
1: hmm my dream collaborations which is a hard
0: one because i know you're into music
1: yes also because i'm a big i'm I'm really specific about personalities so some of my favorite artists i might not get along with Mm. because they're like even moodier than I am, so that probably <laughs> wouldn't make for a good good space. The good thing about the rare occasions is that they're a very kind, like they're very kind-hearted. They're a very no drama kind of band. Mm. So it's collaborating with them is very simple. So now I have to think about like who's who would be gentle yeah. <laughs> and and good. Um, I'd be really interested in working with uh, Dallas Green. Mm. Um, he, he's in the band city in color. Okay. You, uh, yeah so probably him um that's a that's a canadian band um who else um i i'd be very interested in working with um mike shinoda from Linkin park oh, while yeah. bringing him up
0: yeah because he's got some um he's got some uh solo album out hasn't he uh which he released with right. an artist called um, there's an artist called grandson who guested on one of the tracks and i cool. I, I love grandson i listened to him on spotify but yeah, mike shinoda he had um i think it's fort minor as well he released uh some mm-hmm. uh, music with that uh, on, on the side from linkin park so i think right. he'd be a really solid guy i think he'd work quite well with your
1: music as well yeah i'm a huge fan of uh fort minor especially that was a fantastic album yeah and then okay let's pick a third i always say seal yeah. Because Seal seems to have the most swagger out of the men in the world. <laughs> and I would love to be near that swagger for a little bit. There there are certain men that just breed confidence in you. And yeah. I feel like he'd be one of those men.
0: I I know exactly what uh what you sort of mean. I mean I feel like um Idris Elba, I think that he's one of those people as mm. well, um, where he would just I think also you walk into a room and you can feel it sort of thing. So mm. Yeah, I totally agree. with well, they're three really good um Many really good ones. I would, also, with, with your music, uh, I I don't want to label your music in a genre because it's it ends up tight casting it and things like that, but I do implore everyone to go uh, check it out. It's, it's really good. But, like, how would... If you had to describe it as a genre, what would you say
1: it is? Sure. I would say it's singer-songwriter at its heart. Mm-hmm. And the way that that expresses itself on this album is very different. So there's, like, indie rock on the album. There is mm. um, more like indie folk kind of stuff um and then there's just like yeah and then there's like a gentle lullaby at the end so it 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 really spans there's a there's a song that's almost country pop but it's not um yeah yeah, so yeah so i would say at its heart though it's it's singer-songwriter and then it it dresses up very differently depending on the mood i'm trying to
0: set It can hear a lot of the sort of different influences that I like. And as you just mentioned, there, especially a bit of indie rock in there, you know, some of the songs are more mellow, more chill, and almost more heartfelt in a sense. But then, you know, you do, in a sense, go for it, you know, it's a bit more of a sort of uh, rocky edge to it, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. But out of interest, have you thought of delving into any other genres? Uh, Like, would you incorporate, I don't know, rap into it, for example, or rhythm and blues or any sort of other thing? Or is this the sort of music just have interest that you always want to kind of release
1: yeah i would love to branch out into other things i'm a huge fan of hosier oh um, yeah that, that that might actually be a dream collaboration oh because yeah he he has a voice that uh it, one it has a lot of soul in it and two he doesn't manipulate his voice in a painful way, it seems. It seems like he just has good voice control mm. and then continues to use it versus needing to uh go beyond your vocal range all the time. And like yeah. um like a lot of the Screamo bands we were into when you're like in junior high, like a lot of those types of singers will abuse their voice a little bit. Mm. Um there's a vo there's a like one of the best voices I know, Mariana's trench, like that that lead singer he just trashes his voice for a living yeah and it it is like very cool but sad so it, it'd it be cool to work with hosier for that reason um yeah and i would love to get into um more of that more of that like rock blues soul kind of space
0: yeah yeah, know well, that's really cool maybe that would be uh, something for the future i mean the, the brilliance of music now with the music industry like spotify for example is is i like to hear your opinion on spotify in a moment actually but um Mm-hmm. with it, there's a lot more artists that are releasing more eps regularly and a lot of singles and a lot of eps rather than say a two-year album cycle uh, so there's right. quite a lot of space for a lot of bands that i quite like who you know in the past they released a few albums and now they release like two or three eps over a year and a half or whatever but like mm-hmm. each ep is its own like a slight variation of their genre so they kind of clump them together a bit more is that the sort right. of thing that you're gonna um sort of aspire to or have you just obviously you've only just released music so i I don't want to make you think that oh you need to start releasing
1: those more but yeah i'm very interested in consistently putting out music Mm. i'm i'm not a big fan of singles personally i enjoy putting out batches of works of art yeah so that people can draw the connections between them it 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 just gives you space to tell a a bigger story Mm. um so singles are are totally fine, but I, I don't see that being in my future. Um, what I'm going to try to keep doing is one EP per year. Yeah. For as, as long as I can, because as, if, if I am going to continue practice songwriting and um, consistently shooting for that, like 40, 40 songs a year, sort of Mark. Yeah. Um, then, then choosing the best six should not be hard.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah. that's a that's a good way of putting it um and then also you can some of the songs that you may not use you may want to sort of uh take out parts and re sort of uh rework into future releases as well so it can all kind of work in that sense as well so that's a really good idea um i'd also agree with the um i mean i like hearing the odd single but you know on spotify occasionally i listen to a single and i go this this guy's great you know and then you go on there Mm -hmm. and sort of um their all their music and it's like oh they've got five singles out and then you listen to them all and they're all really good but they don't yeah. fit together in the same way and i do like right. it like one of the things i love is um there's a couple of bands i like which have like a whole album and the, the end of the song starts with the start of the song sort of thing and they all mm-hmm. kind of run into one gigantic song um yeah. I, I love it i love it when artists do that so that's really cool um well on the subject of spotify Mm-hmm. What is your opinion? Obviously, where in the uh, the generation? If you don't mind me asking, how what sort of age are you? you don't have to give an exact amount, but I'm I'm 26. I'm 26. Yeah, I'm um I'm 24. I'm, uh, so that's okay. cool. We're pretty similar age. So like, yeah, yeah. I, I did have CDs when I was younger and whatnot, but mm-hmm. now. I resisted Spotify for quite a while because I was like, you know, I really... I do like supporting the artist. I like buying the CD and that sort of thing. But then the CDs went up in price more and more and it became like, you know, £10, £15 over here for like a CD. Or on iTunes, it was like £8. Whereas Spotify for us is like £10 for the whole month and it's immediate, unlimited, straight away. And I feel bad. I do try and buy like band merch to kind of, you know, even out a bit and go to as many live shows as I can. But what's your sort of opinion on the streaming music do you think it's more of a it's killing the music industry or do you think it's giving a platform and revert rebirth to more independent music or a mix what's your sort of views on it
1: yeah i'm quickly looking up what uh, the pound is so the pound is one dollar thirty cents currently um so you're saying that like an album was costing you like eight pounds so it would be like Ten, ten and a half dollars u s yeah. is it that, that okay, great. just <laughs> man <laughs> yeah, I need, I need to idea. really understand exchange rates real quick <laughs> so I can answer this question. Um, yeah, I think that music is getting a is getting a good pendulum shift on the world stage mm-hmm. where where before everybody was paying more than they needed to bands that didn't necessarily need that money. Yeah. Um so like the Eagles didn't need you to buy their greatest hits album, not not you personally. There's plenty of people who are going yeah. to buy that. But um like a lot of the up and coming artists, they do need you to buy that because that like directly affects their pocketbook. Yeah. So that's it. I think that music was overvalued and because of that uh very like a, a few people at the top were able to like really capitalize on it and now that we're realizing how much music is out there in the world and now that it's easier to record music we're realizing like okay like music is not all music is going to be worth my money and then we have to decide individually which artists we actually do want to support financially. And that's why a lot of artists now have Patreon pages. That's why a lot of artists do, um, go fund me accounts. Mm. Um, that's why a lot of artists have to do side businesses because they need to fund their work themselves. So, um, I, I just think there's a lot more personal responsibility and personal fundraising that's going to need to go on in this day and age. Cause Um, even, even if you, even if someone does land a record deal, um, a lot of the times those deals aren't, uh, it's not a charity situation where you just get your album paid for and it's good. It's like you, you go into a little bit of debt and then you have to repay, um, repay what was given to you. Um, so I'm, I, 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 I try not to have a real judgment about Spotify being good or bad because it, it. What matters is that that's the state of the world we're, we're living in and we'll continue to live in. So how I adjust to it is like making the best music that I can. I, I, do, I do still believe that good musicians are going to find their niche. And it's just gonna take them a bit more work. So, like, although I'm not like the number one trap rap artist in the world right now, which is like making a ton of money, and I'm not in hip hop, which is also making a ton of money. Yeah, I I am running into people, uh, in their forties, fifties, um, some in their twenties who are really into my music and do want to pay monthly just so that I can continue this career. Yeah, um, it's and a- that. Yeah so that 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 like forcing move of like me needing to find a niche and dig deeper into that niche I think is crucial.
0: Yeah man and that's as a good way of looking at it you know it's very much so you know I'm I'm I look at most things in life as a sort of gray area where it's not there's very few things I think are very you know black and white Just a full on Mm. yes or a full on no for it. Um and I think finding the middle ground is the ideal. And your sort of perspective on Spotify is that middle ground, it's like, well, you know, it's good because it's got a lot of independent artists, but it's bad because obviously people don't get paid as much. But it just means people have to kind of try harder. And even if none of that made any difference, it's still, well, I even if I hated Spotify, I still have to use it to get my music out there. So I'm just gonna kinda crack on and Get my music out there, you know. So that's a good, not only work, ethic but way of looking at it. um Have interest. While we uh, speak about music and things, uh what sort of you said? Um, we we've kind of danced around the idea of, of what sort of music you do like. But let's say, what music are you really not into? You don't have to say like specific artists that you want to slag off, but like have interest. What <laughs> sort of you can if you want? You know, I'm I'm really not a yeah. fan. I'm really not a fan of um, uh, things like Little Pump or uh yes uh, that sort of thing i think music is in like art in the way that if you if uh, you're doing something different or if it makes you feel or if you have to have a lot of skill to do it then it's it should be appreciated but when there's like no skill no feeling and literally anyone can do it which is how i feel about a lot of the mumble rappers i'm just right. like i'm just like nah that's that's not really my thing i mean i like right. a lot of rap music i like metal i like pretty much every genre it, it, it bits and pieces of it but what's your mm-hmm. sort of what things do you love i mean especially being a musician you must have some good insight
1: into this yeah um so the I I too have have my my issues with mumble rap but but more so just uh, a lot of the trap music in general right now I'm Mm -hmm. I I just don't think I'm a fan of that triplet sound the like one two three one two three one two three one two three four yeah one two three one two three one two three four and it's like I I I just don't like that rhythm Mm -hmm. um and I I'm yeah I'm, I'm much more fan of something that's a little bit more laid back which might make me old school but that's totally fine that's my taste yeah man. um yeah and then i would also say anything that screams the whole time hmm. uh, i'm a, i'm a fan of screaming but also when it's next to pretty voices so like alexis on fire is yeah. a band that i was into and that that did a really good mix of yeah. the, the two of them
0: yeah i agree with you there totally um i mean there's i i do like certain music which does air more on the heavy side but there Mm -hmm. is certain music which even the really really heavy stuff i like generally it's got very melodic guitars or like orchestral sounds behind it or things like that whereas you get a lot of the genre for people who are listening if they're not aware of it there's a genre called deathcore and there's another genre which is a bit more like it as well in a sense which is black metal and those two i i dislike those two genres apart from about maybe 10 or 15 songs in total. I dislike yeah. those genres more than almost anything in the pop charts because they're, <laughs> they're the kind of things which is like, if you can scream and you can sing and you can add it together, like the screaming can really enhance some of the singing and vice versa, right. that sort of thing. But when it's just all blast beat drums, just a, And then the guitar and it's just yeah. like... And then someone just, just yelling yeah. like over the whole thing. It's just like, <laughs> right. there's no melody to this. I can't bob my head to it. I can't sing. I, I, there's, nothing, there's nothing musical to appreciate. It's just noise. And that's... So I. Uh, it's good to know that you... I, I, I find that a lot of people especially when they are musicians themselves generally like a lot more music you know they kind of appreciate a lot of it even a lot of the time mm-hmm. if it's not
1: necessarily your kind of thing it's still like right i dig pretty much all of this right yeah i'm i'm also a big fan of uh Lights. She's a Canadian pop yes, band. Yes, yes, I've heard yeah. some of her music. Yeah. She's
0: done a couple of songs with Bring Me the Horizon, and I've heard. Oh yeah, yeah. Well,
1: she she also. Oh no, she didn't marry him. She, she married uh, the guy from Bless the Fall, I think it was. Bless the Fall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Her songs with Bring Me the Horizon are amazing. Yes, "Don't um, Go"
0: is one of my favorite Bring Me tracks. Yes, that's phenomenal. Yes.
1: Yeah, that that song is so good. Um. They but like she's also so, like, Bless the Fall is also a more screaming band, mm. and they did. Um, she has a song off of her, um, off of one of her albums, um, off of her Siberia album. It was called 40 Days, mm. and uh, no, it was called And Counting, and Bless okay. the Fall had a song called 40 Days, and th- they were they were one cohesive sort of message, which is like what, um, like how the two of them would count down the days until they got to see each other again right and it, and it was this like beautiful like hers was like kind of a lullaby and it would say like when i fall asleep i feel you with me and like his was this really gnarly screaming one with like just the double kick like the whole time and is amazing like yep. oh my gosh yeah i'm a i'm a huge fan of cro- like singers crossing over genres because mm, it, yeah. it really adds
0: yeah i definitely dig that it's like um one of my favorite things is when you get a more heavier band who have got like a male vocalist and then a female singer comes in uh and they mm-hmm. sing together like uh, there's a five finger death punch song with a singer of a band in this moment and it's called um i can't i can't remember exactly what it's called annoyingly i've just it's gone out of my head but it's it's on their uh heaven and hell album volume one i think it is and it's just when you get the the two duet sort of things i just i yeah. love it and yeah. yeah, I totally agree with you there. Lights has got a phenomenal voice, and Best of Four a really cool band too. Um, yeah. I was gonna say, talking about mixing genres. Um, have you ever heard of the rapper uh, Tech Nine? Tech Nine, um, uh,
1: I believe I have.
0: You should um, give him a. Anyone who's listening should as well. I um, mean, he's a really interesting rapper. Uh, some of his newer stuff, I don't think is quite as good. But he's got a song with the. He's got a song with the singer of Slipknot. Uh, the singer of System of a Down. Uh, cool. The Doors. Um. Uh, Deftones and there's loads of other artists as well he just multi-genre he just he just does songs and all kinds of things so I just I want to flag that up just say you should uh, if you like a different mixing and genres and stuff then he's known for being quite uh renowned in that sort of thing that's awesome um, yeah, man, uh, it's. Uh, we could probably talk about music for this for another hour. <laughs> I imagine if you're into like lights and also bless the Fall, that sort of thing, I'm sure we could talk about that for ages. But uh, yeah. I know your time is a bit limited, so I'll ring that back a little bit. Um, <laughs> I've got uh, a couple more things to ask you. Um, have interest? Uh, what's your sort of pursuits non musically? Have interest? Like, if, if you got any anything else on the side, or is music your your full one hundred percent thing? Uh,
1: music is. Um it's funny cause technically nothing is your 100% thing other yeah. than living itself. But <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm married here in Santa Barbara. So I've been married okay. for almost two years. And, um, so I spend a lot of time with my wife, um, checking in with her. She also has her own career and, um, mm. I'm deeply involved with making sure that she's having a good life. So yeah. that's, that that's a large part, portion of my time as well. Um, and then I also try to make room for like a lot of friends, like making sure that I'm still um, connecting with people who are less impressed with me as a musician and more yeah. impressed with me as a person. Mm. Um, because that's, that seems to be where people start to lose their way is when they start to lose their friends. So I'm trying to um, do my best to keep really grounded and really connected with my friends here as well. Um, they're just, they, they care about how I'm doing uh, as a person, less so about my career. And um, that to me is really valuable. It's like, it sounds insulting, but it's actually really valuable because they, they would prefer my career fail than I lose my way. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, uh, that's a really important thing yeah. to keep in your back pocket is a group of people who can remind you who you are. Yeah, I mean, I
0: completely agree with you there. Uh, it's, it's like, it's not, it's similar in a certain way. I mean, my podcasting takes up a certain amount of hours a week, takes up a certain amount of time to go out and do things. And I do have to yeah. make sure I get that balance of, you know, don't just go to my nine to five daytime job and then, come home and just sort of podcasting things and isolate myself because not only will then the quality of the podcast decline, if I want to look at it like that, because you need breathing room and space and other people to talk to, especially with me when talking and things, but like Mm -hmm. with songwriting, if you just lock yourself away and don't interact with anyone, you know, eventually wouldn't, I wouldn't quite say that you've run out of things to write about, but the inspiration is much easier to be hit with when you're experiencing life in all kinds of facets um right so yeah i i totally agree with you there um and that's a really healthy way of looking at it um yeah okay so is is a question i've asked a, a couple of people before and then um it's getting quite close to the time so i may have to let you go um no problem. but if i or if someone just gave you uh say two million dollars and you right. said you can't buy like property and be like really reasonable with it and live off the rent you can't if i just gave okay. you two million dollars sort of what would you sort of do with it like some people have said start communities some people have said music studios these sort of things I'd be interested in uh, what would you do just two
1: million dollars right now how would you uh, spend it $2 2000000 dollars. $2 million, I'm not allowed to spend it on rent. I'm not allowed to invest it in like a low stakes. Yeah, you um, can't just okay. You can't right. do
0: the safe option essentially. Okay, there just, there, yeah.
1: there are no safe options. You have to like yeah. actually invest it in something. Currently. Yeah, that okay. sort of thing. Yeah, whether it's want to be a creation
0: of project of your own or anything like that. Like, what would you what would you do with it?
1: Yeah, I would start. Uh, I'd probably do some singing lessons. <laughs> um, that's that's one of the things that always costs more than I'm willing to pay. But um, I think it's very important for yeah. everybody to be um, continually improving their voices. Um, I would. Oh, geez. What else would I do? Uh, I'm always kind of low on equipment. Like there, there are so many things that um, people tell me. Like I just put on this show and I like I, I, I basically bring my entire inside of my house to a venue so that I can make it look really homey so that I have all my recording equipment there. I would wow. love it. Yeah, um, I would love it if that would that could be all separate. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> if, can imagine. Like, yeah, like I'm I I try to run as low cost of an operation as humanly possible. Hmm. So, m- like my my bag that carries all of my uh, microphone stands and speaker stands, it's just a it's just a towel. It's like an old towel that I no longer used, and then like that I sewed together, and then I found a golf strap like outside my house one day on the street and was like, great, here's a golf strap. I awesome. now have a, yeah, right. And it, it totally works, but there are so many things like that where I'm like, oh, it'd be really cool to have like an actual large area rug that could distinguish like, this is the place that the band is playing. Yeah, um, it, it'd be really cool to have lighting. Um, and not just like the little lights that I have, but like, real big cool lighting <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Uh, like a big led screen behind me that i mm. could program to, to well, play whatever open I
0: up so many options wouldn't it so many cool creative visualizations and things that could it correspond would. with a lot of the stories that you've got sort of written out that could really help with the uh, making the i'm sure already great performance even sort of bigger
1: yes exactly yeah um so probably that yeah a, a lot of it has to do <laughs> with uh with me just like not having enough funds to to, to chase all the things that I want to chase at the moment. Yeah, um, yeah. I would, I would probably, I mean, I just came out with an EP, so I would probably wait like another few months, but then I would, uh, I would probably pay for me and the rare occasions to like go out on, like on a lake somewhere at like someone's recording studio. And yeah. then we could just like do it, like like put together an album within a week or two out there together, like pay for our vacation to, to do that. That'd be awesome. That. Yeah. yeah. Cause that's that. I always see that in um, like some people will rent out a house and then record everything in there. And like the whole band will live there for a couple weeks as while They make it. And I just think that would be the coolest scenario and everybody would be racking their brain consistently about how do we bond together? How do we make this better? As yeah. A record.
0: Yeah, you get all the you get sort of the um, being outside in nature and kind of cutting off from sort of the uh, the more toxic things when it comes to technology, not only the pollution and noise pollution and things, but all the busyness mm-hmm. of people. But also, you get to just sit out there with nature. The air is cleaner. Every everything is in this nice, calm balance and things, and it can just, it can really help you disconnect and unwind a bit, which is perfect when you want to sort of flow in the most pure way creatively. So that's yeah. a really cool thing as well. So much more yeah. you'd want to uh, have with your two million, I assume. Like uh, you'd want to have like a touring stuff as well.
1: Oh, yeah, that's a very good call. Yeah, I'm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm still trying to figure out the car situation for touring. Mm. So, uh, if anybody out there has a car they want to donate, that's bigger than my Toyota Corolla. The,
0: uh... <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's one of those things with music today that is uh, is quite upsetting. Where um, obviously, even though everyone does have a platform and everyone can sort of record at home, it, it's really. That once you kind of get the foot off the ground you still have to keep on going you know every tour is its own cost and as you said if you get signed to a label you then owe sort of them money and things as well and there's a few bands that I know of some in the alternative scene and one is called The Defiled and they're a really good band but they never quite broke it huge they were just did a lot of supporting shows and then yeah. it must have just dried up for like a little bit of time when they hadn't released an album in like a year a year and a half it was just before yeah. Spotify really got huge it's just on the cusp of that and yeah. they had to stop being a band because i just couldn't afford to keep going. Jeez, and there's yeah, yeah, there's a band I like called Arcane Roots, and the same things happened to them. And I love Arcane Roots, but like, mm. it's it's a very costly endeavor. So it's like, yeah. I almost wish I was just like a like a multi-billionaire and I could just go to all these talented people and say, here you go, have just loads of money, and you can just do right. what you,
1: do what you want with it. It'd be lovely, but I do not have that right. kind of
0: dollar, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, and it and I think when I when I hear stories like that, it really comes down to understanding what what are your means and how do we work within our means as artists so mm. i i personally like i'm running a business i'm running a music business yeah. and if i if i spend more than i make the music the, like the business will die mm. so i need to be working enough so that i can pay the people that i need to pay so that i can do the things that i need to do and i i, I take that um yeah i understand that as like business savvy and having business savvy i think is the biggest thing that artists need to learn how to do in this day and age because otherwise you are not going to be able to keep doing your art and the world needs your art so you need to learn business as an artist
0: yeah i agree that's, that's a very good way of looking at it well um yeah we're getting it's nearing the uh the end of the sort of podcast now as i know you're a busy guy um so just before we sort of um switch off um i'll include links and things to the uh to all your music and whatnot below and um all your social media and whatnot what um is it one sort of final thing you'd like to say to just anyone listening a sort of final message
1: to anyone listening you probably have a cooler accent than i do so congrats (laughs) congrats to you for that um Yeah, I hope you get to listen to the album. It's called The Choices of John Still, and it follows the story of this man who can sort of see into the future and understands that he's never going to get to be with the woman he wants to be with. So he um, uses this potion to get her to marry him. And as that potion wears off, we find him in the first song. So uh, you'll continue to see uh, his influences, his family members, his friends in in the following songs. And... Um, I hope it impacts you. I hope you enjoy it. And, um, I hope it makes you think.
0: That's wonderful. That's great. And yeah, I, I've just listened to it, um, quite a lot over the last couple of days. And as I say, I think it is, it is brilliant. It's, um, especially for the genre It is in a market that is saturated. This is definitely one that does stand out. So I wholeheartedly recommend everyone to go check that out. And, um, awesome. yeah, Connor, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for reaching out and coming on and you know, maybe in the future when you've got some more releases, we can do this again.
1: Yeah, man. I would love that. Awesome. Thanks for your
0: time. No problem at all, man. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you. And that's the end of the episode. Thanks as always for tuning in guys. Um, Coming up, I've got a nature episode recorded with my mate Alex. Um, I've got a streetwear episode, especially regarding Supreme uh, clothing, with my mate Brandon. Um, and then I've got a couple more that I should be recording uh, in the next week. Um, so, yeah, this. Not fully sure which one I'm going to release yet. I'll uh, probably won't be the one with Alex about nature because uh, if you guys are regular listeners, you'll know that the one a couple of weeks ago was with Belinda and that was all about sort of nature. So trying to spread it out a little bit. Um, I may be doing another science but simple with Josh soon. So any of the fans of the uh, the mini series, you know, that's coming back as well. Thought it was already gone, but <laughs> been a bit busy recording with other people um that's about it really apart from you know follow us on all the usual social media places subscribe in the podcast app and that sort of thing um also this episode i forgot to mention was actually recorded over skype and i think it sounded pretty damn good Uh, it didn't even once i put the audio together from each end i found it didn't even really sound like it was done from over skype you couldn't even tell a lot of parts i thought but i don't know maybe i'm biased but um yeah, if you want to follow us on any of the social media places, Instagram's probably the best one. There's a bit more details to certain posts in there. I post other content as well, like other podcasts and music and movies and vague things I get up to if it's exciting at all. Um, so there's also snippets on there of certain episodes. Uh, there will be of this one as well. So it's just like you know, like if you're kind of unsure on an episode, you can just jump on there and just listen to a 30-second snippet, see if that's a uh, picture interest. Um, the only other thing I was going to say was genuine chit-chat's been going on for a year now. Um, so that's been, it's been loads of fun so far. I'm going to keep on doing it. And I was contemplating setting up a Patreon page. Um, I did not know if anyone would be interested in that. I was thinking about releasing a, I don't know, a fortnightly podcast about my ramblings and thoughts about things. I think it would include like movie reviews and stuff because I go to the cinema semi-regularly, you know, two to four times a month depending on what's on um, so there's quite a few new films I could talk about, there's just various music I'm into, uh, or like recommendations just a few other th- thoughts on things that's going on at the moment, So there's maybe a couple of podcasts I've been listening to, I don't know uh, if anyone would be interested in that, let me know on any usual social media things, um, yeah, I'll probably probably gonna end up launching it maybe I guess in the next few months I'll figure it out, see what any people's interest is so, yeah Thanks as always for tuning in, guys, as always, especially listening right to the very end. Um, And I'll see you guys next week with whichever episode I decide to release. Thanks, guys.